This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes, and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. All right, Luca Nation, welcome back. Episode 881. We're going to get right into it of Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My. Cage was 12 minutes late, which was. cost me to go onto Twitter and mess around with just the perils of chaos, whatever that what is. What did you do in 12 minutes? Did you Nothing get Elon Musk thrown off Twitter? I didn't actually pick up anything, but it's like junk food, right? So mm-hmm. I have this whole episode planned out. And who who even knows if we'll get through? But anyway, how's the family? We'll get through. late. How's everyone doing? Good, good. It, it was a uh, it was a Taco Tuesday for uh, for Hanukkah tonight. Is that how you say it? <laughs> Can you say it for me? Hanukkah. Oh, see, you don't even say it. Good. What do you say like Hanukkah? I, 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 how how am I supposed to say it? You have to. It's in the winter time, so everybody's got like snot. They're like, <laughs> you gotta like do that. You gotta, <laughs> no. Uh, you got to remember, a lot of our audience, probably 60% is on audio. So they don't know what's going on. They just hear a lot of weird shit, man. Well, that's so it's, a, and to all of you who are on audio, they don't happy. get to have the balance of the beautiful smile, beautiful eyes, beautiful hair, and a weird sound. And so you. Like, and me, yeah. Of all that beautiful um, stuff on this side of the camera. You're right. I mean, guys, you should watch yesterday's episode. I did the first 10 minutes or so wearing an aluminum foil hat. So. You should check that one out a little. You were pretty stingy, actually. like you didn't even actually use enough tinfoil. Use like that was, I mean, that was all that was left in the box that, that I was brought. So, <laughs> so guys, I had to make do. I had to make we're, do. We're doing these hobby awards, and um, first off, something that's pretty cool. Look out for this. So uh, we have three different sponsors, so to speak. Uh, so far, so I, I think that's well. Okay, so far, additional sponsors. So, so now I have to go possibly you. No, you don't. You don't have to go out. This is this. I'm going out uh, right now in this episode and saying that's three. We had yesterday one. Now we have three. If you're listening to this and you think, "Wow, I have Zion cases," or "Oh, I have boxes of cards I can give," or "Oh, I have pairs of sneakers," or whatever it may be, boom. Well, this isn't a donation drive, so people are gonna hear that. They're gonna be like, "You're gonna, you want my used sneakers? <laughs> where, where do I send them?" Um, so, so Panini, uh, I mean Reebok and Panini, the collab, the shoe collab. That's one of the sponsors. They do, they provided, donated some shoes. So, two of those pairs are gonna go to the winners of the meme category, and two are gonna go to the community. Mint Collective, a show they have, they're putting together like a little gift basket of Zion cases. Boom. General admission passes to Mint in end of March, early April. And then Fanatic stepped up and they're going to provide five of these like Bowman Platinum boxes. So we're going to try to find a way to give it both to the community and to some of the award winners, right? So it's not going to be award winners like companies, but it will be individuals and it will be commenters. So like someone, if you guys are listening and want to let them know, uh, one of the winners of the Reebok Panini sneakers is Cardwax. Uh, someone who's been a listener of the show. I think he's a Chicago Bulls fan. 
and he just left a pleasant comment, right? He, he left a pleasant comment. It, it felt right, like he was giving praise to a lot of the different accounts in the hobby. Uh, so he's one of the winners, if you guys want to let him know. Right. We haven't posted that yet. Breaking news right here. Andrew is Judge Dredd. He's like he's like Sylvester Stallone. He's the, he's judge, jury, and executioner. He's, I am the law. He just so, some winners he are going to be number driven, like they're going to be tallied <laughs> up, and it's going to be like the community chose these. And some of the winners are going to be people that myself Chosen by you, the dictatorship, the dictatorship in the land of Andrew. I hardly run this thing as a dictatorship. <laughs> it's a, what kind of leader would you say that I am? A bad one. I would agree. Um, <laughs> so it won't be a dictatorship. It's people from like our team, Alex, Shane, Cajun, Cage, or myself, who are like, hey, this is someone I love what they're doing. And it brings you to point A of the episode. It's nice. these hobby awards have given me such perspective, a lens, so to speak, into the hobby. Mm. Uh, and it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's kind of a lot, of, a lot so, of the ugly. <laughs> so, well, actually, so let me go through. I have my percentages, you'll share yours. So I think 90% is good. So mm-hmm. 90% is people praising meme accounts, businesses, and sharing what they liked about what those people or what those businesses have done. So 90% is giving flowers, giving shout outs, saying, this is who I love. This is why I like it. The bad. We, maybe it's social media. I don't know what it is. We struggle with reading and comprehension. <laughs> so the amount of people that have just skipped over the initial first line of the caption to say this person or this should be nominated is or to call is, us idiots for not including is one. alarming yeah. because the first line first line of the caption says tag who you if we missed anybody feel free to tag them in the comments right and then the ugly there are maybe five a handful of people that think the communities that other people have built is their bulletin board to go on diatribes of some like idealistic shit. And we need to stop with the guilty by association type of uh, kind of hobby accusations. Like if I've seen you with this person and this person is, in my opinion, a huge scumbag, you are just by being in the same room as them an equally big scumbag. I think that that is such a weird and disjointed way of living. So that's my take to start us off. I like it. Making hobby irrelevance relevant again. Andrew Goldberg, 2022. What? I said making hobby irrelevance relevant again. We're getting a little uh, feedback, getting a little echo repeaty. But yeah, I mean, yeah, there's five people who do that. It's sort of like if... Wendy's went on Twitter and said, for New Year's, we're going to give away a million chicken nuggets. Just repeat, 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 repeat. And um, someone went in the comments, yeah, I want the nuggets. Yeah, I want the nuggets. Oh, give me the nuggets. Nuggets for everybody. A thousand people get in there, get free nuggets. Everybody else is cheering. We all love nuggets. And one person comes in there and talks about how um, chicken is bad. And McDonald's, McDonald's kills a lot of chickens, and Wendy's is sort of, sort of like McDonald's. So this whole thing should just be just, someone should put an end to this giveaway. So you got a thousand people cheering for their free nugs to one person. Let's now, so let's just highlight that one idiot. So what I take from it is 
there is very little in the hobby like the hobby awards and i can't wait for version three a year from now and version Agreed. 10 seven years from now because just think about how we did it last year with like five or six you know just small here you go vote done um and now we've expanded it and um you know i get messages all the time saying hey you should have this can did you have this category you should have add this category and you know then i you get come to mind I can tell you one right now, but it'll sure. it'll be it'll be a deeper conversation. Um, best woman in the hobby. That was what somebody suggested to me. Um, you know, most notable, uh, you know, woman in the hobby in 2022, and um, you know, then gave four names, and I said one of the names would actually probably push back at this nomination and say, why shouldn't I just be nominated as best? person in the person hobby. of the year in the hobby. and um <laughs> then the person who suggested was like you know what that's right forget that i said it <laughs> these are these are the things that come out during hobby awards and what's funny is all of the people who were suggested for those nominees for that category will be nominated for other awards they are in our nominations all of those women who were suggested in that category will be nominated just as a you know as a nominee in a different category um so yeah i mean it, the the hobby awards opens up dialogues on a lot of fronts. It opens up a lot of conversations. Um, I think that you know while we just have our own community and that's just one segment of the world, right? I mean, the hobby has got hundreds of thousands of people in it. If you just look at Jeff Wilson's follower account, there's three million people in the hobby. Uh, I only <laughs> have I only have you know thirty five hundred, right? So we're did not you see gonna... stacking slab story today about that? No. What did it did say? It get... He said most people, when they enter just an industry in general, are looking for number of followers. But the word he used is resonance. Uh, what what people should be focused on or businesses should be focused on is depth, I think, and connection with their followers. Uh, because well, a lot of those followers drop off and leave the industry, but there's still the number stays. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of it, right? But I guess where I'm going with it is even if we get great resonance with the 8,000 or so people that uh, Luca Nation has as followers, 9,000, um, we know that that's just the tip of the iceberg of the hobby that's out there. There are people who don't know us, and there are people out there that we don't know. Um, so we're not going to get all of the, you know, the hobby, but we're going to get exposed to that. We're going to get you know, a couple things that come out of this. Number one, the people who are nominated, they get to see from the 8,000 or so, the people who want to comment, what the community that we've built thinks of them. You get a clear slant on, okay, this is the best one of these. This is the best. Some of these categories are, you know, 90% one way, you know what I mean? And you can kind of, you know, take what you want from that. If I were one of the nominees there, I'd be happy to be nominated. But then, okay, uh, look, I'm not doing it as well as this person. I got to step up my game in 2023, you know? I mean, that's, you know, that's, that, you know, that's part of it. And then for someone like me, I love the comments that are like, hey, what about this person? What about this person? Um, what about, and I go follow them. And I message them and I say, hey, I wasn't following you. I'm following you now. And if they don't follow me back in an hour, I unfollow them. Unshun, reshun. I've never heard that. So like we've done a lot of episodes. I've never really heard you be that competitive. Because, And do you think that they're – No, I'm just joking. Competitive and nice. Like I think Lameem comes to mind. Lameem has been – Super active with these hobby awards, giving praise and flowers to people in the meme category and others. But I know meme like they, I mean, he, he's competitive. He wants to put out good stuff, right? What, what do you think about that? 
you were like, there is the element of, hey, I could I could win the award next year, right? Yeah. I can up my game. Okay, I'm nominated. I wasn't nominated a year ago. Maybe next year I'm going to build up such a strong-knit community that I could be a winner. Do you think that matters? Of course. I mean, I know that there are hobby podcasts out there that when they approach sponsorship, ask for a million dollars. And, you know, hey, sponsor us. It's a million dollars. We can't ask for a million dollars. I mean, we can ask, but we're going to get laughed at. But if we continue to work and continue to run circles around that podcast that asks for a million dollars, continue oh. to do 10 times the podcast. Cage was in the city today. Then, this guy. Yeah. I mean, eventually your million dollar ask was a bargain. So yeah, I love it. If you could make it here, you could make it anywhere. That's what Sinatra said. There's something about going into the city where you're like, it's cold. If, if I, if I drop dead, no one would care. That's but if true. I, would step if I, me. If I make it, I could really make it here. It's true. that It is. It's one of those. You can die, and 99% of the time, you're just going to die there. You're, you're I got to tell you, I don't miss New York. Like I, I do see the glamour of it, but I'm like, man, I get so much more bang for my buck here in Florida than living in like a shoebox in New York. I don't miss it. I really don't. I mean, you probably also don't miss the winter, chapped lips. Oh, the you worst. Know, just runny nose. Everybody's sick everybody's sick and everybody now trying to hide that they're sick that's the best no. part if you're on a train or a bus and you have to cough you have to like you have to do one of those like if you cough people are like <gasps> you got the plague you know like you can't don't cough by me you'll go shunned go in the corner i think i think you're gonna be proud of me i noticed something as a casual Ooh, i'm excited history well, doesn't ro- doesn't repeat itself but it, but it rhymes yes i'm you're gonna rhyme really for me let me hear your best interesting rhyme. thread happen in game worn now we know with game worn there is the cream of the crop right there is the the best stuff the gretzky jersey that just sold the the jordan rookie jersey you know the iconic let's call that the the one percent the elite stuff and i do believe that stuff is in forever homes right now but now i'm starting to see jamar chase rookie jerseys start go for twenty thousand dollars you know, defensive linemen game worn jerseys that are still playing go for nine, ten thousand. And I'm sitting here thinking, this is the base cards, gold cards all over again. The people that buy the gold, and this is just as a casual. I don't know game worn. I'm just, I, I'm interested. I think it's a cool industry, so I like watching it from like a very casual view with no money involved. So I could be wrong, but it does seem like the people bought up the gold in the last year, the prism gold out of ten, and now we're starting to see. Base cards appreciate, but the person that's buying the Jamar Chase jersey, that's they're just looking like, do they are they going to keep that forever, or are they just buying that because they don't want to miss the train? Thoughts? I mean, we've seen money swing from one category to another, and it would not surprise me if people who are seeing the top line uh, jersey sales of the best guys are now also speculating on a Jamar Chase jersey. would not surprise me at all. I think it's actually a pretty good analysis. But the growth here is that you are not saying, I'm going to go buy a Jamar Chase jersey now. You're instead identifying the pattern and saying, I'm going to stay away from this, which is a big step. I saw the price. I think it was like 18.9 or something on someone's story. And I I just thought that was such a preposterous price. One, there's you don't know how many are going to be out there in circulation. So you have no control over the supply. And who's really – how big is the collector base for Jamar Chase game-worn jerseys? Like what are we talking, 50 people? 
I mean, how many cousins does he have? <laughs> like that would be the collector base. And I, he's fantastic. There's he's no great. question about it. Uh, so any thoughts on? So I have game a few one. other topics. Game one. Yeah. The only thought I'll say on game one is if you are thinking about jumping into it, be very careful. There are a lot of people out there who have different versions of what is collectible, what is not. There are a lot of people yelling into the Grand Canyon, I like to say. This is the best one. These are the best ones. They're not yelling at anybody, but they're yelling to probably pump their own bags. There's a whole bunch of them on Twitter. And the thing that's not developed yet in Game Worn, and where is the biggest opportunity, but also the biggest opportunity for you to really get hurt, is card grading is, has come a long way. Right? You have some certainty when a card is in a slab. It doesn't matter which slab. Obviously, each one has their own you know, benefit and, you know, to what slab it's in. But if you have a, a card, a vintage card in a PSA slab, you, you, know, you, you can you know, reasonably rely that is an authentic card. That is a card that you're going to be able to sell, et cetera, et cetera. When it comes to game worn, for the most part, it's an opinion on photo matching right? because it is a jersey. Uh, you know, barring something great like threads pulled off or a blood stain or like something that is very unique to that jersey right. where you can see it and it's worn in the whole deal. And even then, something that can be faked. Not all photo matching is the same. There are some companies that, you know, you will, will carry much more favor than others, um, probably carry a price premium. And that is something that I believe will develop over time the same way that grading did. And I think there'll be a little more certainty in that asset class. Why I say it's an opportunity is because, you know, memorabilia on its own is, is an area where people are messing up all the time. I just saw a story post of someone who bought a Tiger Woods autographed golf ball because it was auctioned off as Tom Watson. Golf yeah. ball, but it turned out that it was really Tiger Woods' signature like on 40, there. 40, 50 you know. bucks they got it for? Yeah, and, and then it sold for significantly more. I mean, there's the, the, that area is not as, you know, as developed as, you know, the, the, the card area. So there are some opportunities, especially, you know, something that's not photo matched or not photo matched by, you know, Migray or, or you know, a more, um, you know, a more reputable company. But you buy it, and then it becomes photo-matched, right? It's like buying a game-used bat that may or may not be game-used, and then all of a sudden, photographic evidence comes out to show that Babe Ruth used it in a World Series and hit three home runs with that bat. Oh, my goodness. That becomes a very different item, right? So, my thoughts on something like this is 99.5% of the best items are already in the, the hands of like the people who understand this industry. And any real new supply – is either going to be gobbled up be with them before it hits the open market or once it hits the open market, it's sort of going to be like sloppy seconds. So that's, that's somebody my, like what you can only get in with a Jamal Chase. Yeah, party. exactly. So that's my intuition. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. And, I and think by the way, if it's foreclosed to new people getting in, then it's also going to hamper price appreciation. Because if new people and new money aren't coming in to try to chase new things and there's not a supply to chase, you don't have that chase and that, that, that big boom of new demand. Well, I'm thinking if the powers that be the, you know, let's say there's, you know, and I don't know this, I'm not saying that hundred percent these is happening, but let's say there's 50, you know, 20, 50, hundred people that own most of this stuff. Right. Well, now they're not going to just liquidate it all at once. Mm -hmm. They're going to allow one to hit the market at a time and they're going to allow secondary to compete and really get a nice uh, premium on their – that's how I would go about it. That's how I think through it. Yeah. So just don't feel like you've missed the boat. 
maybe spend this cycle watching, learning, observing on the sidelines, tracking sales, understanding, you know, this sale happened, you know, try to learn, ask, why did this one outsell this one, right? Ask those questions, put in the work, and maybe you get your 100 hours, 200 hours until you feel comfortable before dipping your toe in. That's how I'm thinking about it because I do like game one. I think it's cool. I like this. We got some hobby awards, the good, the bad, and the uh, irrelevant, and we have ugly game used. Where are we going from there? So I have two more topics, or I, you, I don't want to hijack the show. I'm happy to popcorn it to you. So, you are the host extraordinaire. I love when you have your topics. I, I, what is the? I promise to give the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Is that what it is? You That's promise a good to one. give. Do you promise to give the truth, the whole truth? You need me to st- to swear yes. it. I, yes. Uh, I, I so affirm. What do you think about Panini NFT? And is there a future with Panini Direct? Maybe. And what I'll say is what, you, what you're seeing now is that just like anything else, there's a dedicated fan base, but the dedicated fan base is probably very small. Um, so I assume you're talking about like Spinatron's post about the Correct. Uh, $30,000 bounty that he's going to put on a messy one-on-one NFT. Um, it's a cool kind of like driver. I mean, I haven't bought packs of Panini NFT in a long time, and Ian and I bought 10 soccer packs today to open, to chase the one of one. We don't, we didn't get any. Is that an official offer, by the way? Like, or is that like the three million dollars? I think if you read, because you're always complaining, don't read. I think if you read his whole, I mean, spin doesn't. The brevity is not spin. It's not spinity. Um, <laughs> and so, so I think well, he once right this in takes there. off, my hope is to create a Substack for Spinatron in 2023, where it could be an email blast. He puts his thoughts in an email blast. So it's a little bit easier to read. Uh, yeah, we need somebody to translate him to short form, and then we'd be perfect. Well, but yeah, I, I think mean, Substack a different. Sorry, you it, if you actually copy all that all the text in, it might be able to read it to you. I don't know if you've seen articles where I'd like be asleep you, by like the second paragraph. Though. That's <laughs> the problem. I'm trying to help. You're such a fuck. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Panini so, Direct. Maybe. So, I mean, we bought packs, and I bought ten packs, and the I got a Pedri. Nice. 70, 75, like an insert okay. or something like that. So that was a cool that's a, little thing. That's but the first six packs, I will say this. One, Ian was like, I don't know any of these guys. And we watched every game. And we watched, he knows a lot of the guys. He's doing a sticker book. like He knows the names. He's like, I don't know any of these guys. And each time we open a pack, in the fourth, the, the last four, we got people he knew in every pack, multiples. You know. But each time we got the same error, which is we're busy, you know, like a high volume. Which I know is bullshit, Panini. You don't have high volume of anything, and if you do right now, then the thing is broken, and you need to fix that. <laughs> so, it, you know, if you did drive people, if Spin did drive people, the user experience is crap because you try to open a pack and it's high volume. There's like four people buying packs; it's not high volume. And then, on like the seventh pack, the whole app just crashed. It became a white screen, and I had to like shut my phone off and uh, and log back in to do it again. So. So, so why I said maybe it's – look, they made plenty of money. They sold a lot of the stuff. They have to right-size it. They have to realize that they don't have the demand to meet the supply that they're putting out. Continuing to put out packs is not the best thing in the world. But they're not, they're not blind to it. They did have an announcement recently that they're going to be doing you know, like challenges that use the old stuff 
to reward people who have been in it and have held on to and bought some of the old stuff. And I believe they're going to be doing some physical versions of the cards as bonuses for people, which, you know, I've been asking for since the stuff was released, um, you know, a year and a half ago. Um, if, if you were to say, mm-hmm. not to cut you off. No, I mean, basically, what, but the thing is, if they can't even get their app right, if a new person came today because of Spinatron and had the user experience that I had with my 10 packs, I would never come back. So let me ask, um, pick like an iconic Panini card that you think is super cool, like that you'd want. Forget the price. Steph Curry National Treasures RPA. Okay. How much of Panini's business success, their actual organization, how much impact did they have on the future value of that card? How much going forward do they impact the card? Very little because they could be sold tomorrow and the card would have value independent of what happens to them. How much impact does Panini's business operations have on the success of Panini digital moments though or digital cards? A lot. They will determine the entire future of it. They can make decisions now that might not be great for their bottom line in the next six months or a year, but will make it sustainable for a long term. Or they can continue to go down the path that they're going on and basically you know, be an NFT that keeps on printing, 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 printing more series. Can you take that NFT off of Panini? Uh, no, but I believe that's in the works. So my thoughts are this Panini Direct will never be successful. And not because the idea isn't fantastic. It is amazing. You can clean up the – my bet is against Panini because if we've watched anything from this company – and I th- I'm always a big, much bigger action They're taking their sneakers guy. back from you, by the way. They're calling Reebok right now. Okay. He's crapping on us. Take your sneakers back. You could have the sneakers. Guys. <laughs> oh. I don't. I, I don't want them. I want our community to have them. I don't. You I don't care. Gave him the card sneakers. wax. Card wax. Okay. We just. He just. She just crapped. Class on action. I'm sorry. Panini's gonna sue Card Wax. Card Wax is gonna sue Panini. Panini owes Card Wax every day. I'm sorry to you blow up Card Wax's spot. Anyway, uh, what was? Oh, you were gonna uh, say the. Actions over words, right? Everyone speaks loud, but like you could watch people's actions or businesses' actions. I feel like everything Panini has done as for the eternity has been profit centric, not hobby or community centric. I tend to agree with that. And I also think, by the way, that they're going to continue to pedal the metal on that while they still have the licenses and while they still have what's going on. I think, yeah, I mean, especially, um, you know, on the stuff where they do own, right? I mean, WWE, UFC. How, I mean, how many more years do they have before Fanatics takes over the licenses? I, 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 I don't read contracts. Okay, so, I mean... They say I, 2025, so I mean... I would I, think they're going to print. Years. I think they were going to print. I would think they're going to print like crazy. And, you know, NFTs are no exception to that. It brings me to my next point. This is, this is a fantastic, obviously more chill episode, so I hope you guys enjoy that vibe. We have timestamps. Thank you for doing that, Mike. Mike. Uh, Mike, you are the man, Mike. Whatever happened in 2015, that might be the sweet spot. And what's amazing about watching these PWCC weekly auctions, do you know how many high-end Jokic cards have been sold in the last two weeks? Like high-end over 100 bucks, honestly. Or like 200 bucks. How like many? Not that many. Zero. Zero. Yeah. And it, it, I, I think from just the supply perspective, I think Jokic is the best buy on the market right now, and it's not even close. If you could buy his cards at auction, 
because if you go to eBay, there's so many of his cards that are just listed for astronomically insane bin prices. Obviously, I'm not saying spend 100K on his card. But if you're seeing a, a nice auto of his, and he has no patch autos, by the way. Um, if you see that hit auction, there's not going to be many of them. There's very few that have hit P PWCC weekly. And um, So yesterday you changed your comp on Giannis from Michael Jordan to Hakeem Olajuwon. And it was because he's a big guy and, you know, he's going to be MVPs and championships and he's going to win defensive player of the year. And, and it's not the worst comparison in the, in the world. I mean, Hakeem's a top 20 all-time player, I would, I would say, maybe top 25 all-time player, one of the top centers of all time, um, you know, very similar game. And today you come on and say, buy Jokic cards. Is it because think... they're cheaper? Is it because you think that he's not – a prototypical center and somehow that that's going to change that people don't buy and keep big men. I think a few factors. Um, so what I actually said, I think he's the best investment and why we say that is because we're the best buy maybe because I love the debate, but a few things, I think he has significantly lower expectations than Giannis with significantly more upside. So that's number one. Number two that I think is also in his favor is he, he actually is one of the only players in the Panini era that has a true rookie. It's that Panini prism, right? Like I don't think he, all his stuff optic wasn't out that year, right? Select. Uh, there's a little, there's a few selects, but I think select was all hobby then. So there's maybe one or two other parallels. There's a few NT autos, a so few flawless. better buy but, than people now, but, but better than Giannis. I mean, Giannis, well, the same thing you're talking about with the Panini, the same thing for 13. I think he has lower expectations than Giannis for whatever reason, even after winning two MVPs. It's not like anyone's expecting him to win a third MVP, even though he's clear-cut favorite. And no one actually has the nuggets getting to the finals or the market hasn't priced all that stuff in. So I still think he has that upside, whereas Giannis has already won Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, and Championship it sort of feels like, okay, we've seen the top for Giannis, and now it's all real downside unless he wins five or six or more of these. And I think Giannis has more cards for sale uh, than Jokic does. I, I know I'm hitting you with a lot here. I mean, it seems to me like, and obviously Jokic is still so young and people don't realize that also, but if I were to make a comparison, Giannis is Mahomes. He I hate when we compare to football, though. But just think for a sec, right? So we had, um, we had championship. We had MVP, championship MVP. Giannis Mahomes. What would the comp be for Jokic? I'm going to say it's Aaron Rodgers. Repeat, MVP, defending MVP. I think it's Wilt. Very few, very few cards, never won a championship, did things for statistically that we never, ever saw, ever. I think we'll won one, right? I don't believe so, but we'll check. I'll check. Maybe we won one. I think you won one. Maybe with the one Lakers. But I, I understand what you're Two. Saying. 1967 and 1972. 72 with, with the Lakers, I think. Um, that was the one I thought. I remember the 67. But I mean, and, and Luka Nation. Here's the beauty. Yeah. 
let us know your thoughts in the comments, right? This is a debate. It's it's not like this is like chiseled in stone and then, you know. I like that the lack of supply, that's helpful, right? Because you don't have to have a million things run, you know. And obviously he's talented and he's done a lot already. You know, the MVPs, you know, that's pretty nuts. It's just I, I, I struggle with it because it's almost like a, you're trying to make it happen. You know what I mean? Like, okay, he won the MVPs. He's a great player, but he's just – I mean, th- there's not much to get excited about over him, which is, sounds weird when a dude's putting up 40, 27, and 10 stat lines, right? I mean, if you can't get excited about that, what are you going to get excited about? But I, I don't know. You know, he, you know, I, people like to buy comic books of superheroes that are chiseled and fly and the whole deal. He looks like, you know, the older, fatter version of me. Oh, Mr. Incredible. You know what I mean? Like he just he doesn't look like somebody who you want to collect. He doesn't look like your traditional hero type. You know? Twenty-seven. You know he's twenty-seven years old. Yeah, he's young. He's thirty-two. Very good. He's, he's averaging this. He's pro- thirty-two points to see. Thirty-two. Uh, wait, let me read you guys the stats. Um, Twenty-five points a game, eleven rebounds, nine assists, one and a half. You know steals. what the most impressive thing about him is for me? What's that? The, the durability. Because here you have Steph out, you have you know you have Anthony Davis out again. You got all these guys missing time. You got Kawhi, who's basically having his load managed by Paul George, <laughs> and Jokic just plays. He just plays. Just plays. You know, uh, so I like that. You know, um, you know Santa Claus may or may not be bringing a Jokic jersey. I understand he's not the most marketable. He doesn't have like that triviality like that Wilt does, but we'll see. I'm curious what you guys think. Last topic for my end. Do you think playing a legend that's still playing but not improving upon his performance hurts uh, the their cards? Yes. Tom Brady, LeBron. Tom, Aaron Rodgers. You, you know where I was going. Tom Brady, LeBron. I mean, Rodgers, Super Bowl winner, multiple MVPs, and his cards are – they're – Nothing by comparison to like even Trevor Lawrence now. There's less to get excited about. And, you know, there is that. <laughs> the best comparison I'll give you is a year and a half ago when everybody was talking about buying Tesla instead of Ford. And you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Ford's been around forever. It's a great stock, blah, blah, blah. And Tesla, you're buying it on future earnings. Well, how'd that work out? You know, I mean, right now Tesla's in the, in, the, in the crapper. But it's because people are buying that future potential. People are buying that I want to get in early on something that could be the next big thing. Um, you usually don't want to buy Ford when the earnings are basically already baked in. There's no growth. You know what's going to happen. And it's at the tail end of its run. And all these other guys are going up there and, you know, are I'm going to be the next one. I'm going to do better. I'm going to, I'm going to you know, revolutionize the game. So, yeah, I mean um, – the, the, the better question, and what I'll leave to you is, all right, so their values are going down because they're playing and not lighting it up. What would happen if they retired now or if they retired at the end of the year? That we haven't had a surprise retirement in a while. Remember well, Ricky let's just Williams? say Brady retires right now. I don't think he's going to, but let's just say he does. If Rogers retires. What happens to that card value then? Instant, I think you see an instant bump. That didn't. I know it's a different story, but it didn't happen to Breeze. And it took a little while before Manning's cards did. So that's why I ask it. Like, I don't know if it's an immediate bump. I, I would actually say, you know, Brady's cards, 
they're being propped up a little bit. Rogers cards being propped up a little bit on the chance that maybe they're not retiring. Maybe they could still do something good. And if they retire, they're out of sight, out of mind. And all of a sudden people are like, ah, you know, I don't really need that stuff. And a Breeze's cards. I don't even hear people talking about Breeze's cards anymore. And he was one of those like neck and neck, you know, with the records for Brady and Manning. Yeah. I mean, you're truly, I'm buying some Manning stuff also because I think he's underrated by comparison, you know, and underpriced by comparison. But, you know, after he retired, people weren't really like, I mean, the fans, Drake was out there buying, you know, Drake's PC, not, you know, not Drake Champagne Poppy. But it's hard to know the right time to enter the market in general right now. Like I was, I was sending through the group cage. I don't know if you had a chance to see, uh, just like the prices of base silvers, like PSA 10s today. Yeah, yeah, I saw them. Like, uh, we're talking I mean, about Michael Porter Jr. $1,800 was the peak. And what would, I mean, it was 190 right now. It's just um, with this huge run-up, it, it's I think it's left people not concerned about the hobby, so to speak. They just don't know the the right entry, right? I think they're like, is there another leg down? You know, but they don't want to yeah. miss it. Yeah, and uh, a better question or another question is ninety-two bucks is a MPJ silver PSA ten. Even at ninety-two dollars, should I be buying it? Is that kind of ever something that would ever really be valuable? It was that because part of it is like, oh, it's eighteen hundred. It's ninety two dollars now. That's five percent of the price of what it was. I gotta buy in. It's so beat up. That's gonna go up. But even if he plays well, is that a particular card that people are going to be chasing? I don't know. I, I my gut tells me no. I th- you know like our hobby, we think a lot about influencers, right? We talked about it yesterday. I don't think influencers really move stuff that much. I would say maybe one person. I just think money moves it. And what I've seen is rarely does money come back to something after it leaves it, unless it's a final destination, like a true grail. But like once, once it's been used, I, I haven't like NFTs or stocks, like the penny ones. It's not like it ever gets repumped. There's just, they move to another thing that's pumped. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I agree entirely. I think the money just moves around from one thing to another. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, you just said something, and I was going to ask you a question about it, but you know, now I now I forget what it is. Holiday, was it about NFTs? No, it was. You, you said something. It was so 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 Christmas coming up, days away. Do you have like a, an idea of what you're going to be doing? Do you have like a go-to, you know, movie you watch on Christmas? Or do you have like, you know, a Hanukkah thing, you know, that you do? Do you eat Chinese food? Like what, what's, what's, what's the next couple of days look like? Every you? And your birthday, obviously. So we do uh, a sauna day. So like uh, by, by our house, there's like this like pool sauna. Are you going home? Are you going to Philly? Yeah. Oh. Flying. 48 bucks, Fort Lauderdale to Trenton. $48. Crazy, wow, right? That's amazing. And in holiday time, you're going to fly into Trenton. But, you're going to go. So do you do it the right way? Do you go to the Banya and you have like the birch and you're like beat up with like the, the whole circulation going? You do the whole deal? So it's pretty cool like where we're at right now. So the the person that does it for us is like our like second grandpa. They were the people that helped us get out of Ukraine. So they were the ones like you have to be called like someone has to like sign and be like well like we'll chaperone them. So they were the people when we first immigrated when the Soviet Union collapsed. We flew into Newark. They were your sponsor, grandma, the sponsor, the grandma and the grandpa, the godmother, godfather, I guess, uh, were the ones that met us here. 
So he's the one, he does the birch stuff and he used to do it for like the devil's players, the Rangers players. He is an enthusiast. He loves this stuff. It's really cool. It's looking at her. It's a little weird, but it's super freaking awesome. Do you wear like the little Peter Pan hat and everything? I've done all of this. We have like four. It's the best. The one on uh, Lower East Side, right? Do you do you drink Baltica? Number nine is good stuff. Heavy alcohol. I don't know how people drink in this because they do they do slug beers. You know. Yeah, that's right. A little Baltica number nine. Boom. A little darkness. It was a good time. Then you jump into the ice bath and you run over ice and hot. Then you little steam, a little sauna. Yeah, it's really an amazing day. The only thing I'd suggest is there's like one in Marlboro, New Jersey. There's one in East uh, Lower East Side. There's one by me. Make sure that you save time in the afternoon because you're going to want to nap for like four hours. Oh, yeah. And stay away from, if I could throw in just a little addition. I mean, that's a very good tip. The guys with the star tattoos, stay away from those guys. Wait, what's the, on their back? Tramps then? Stars. Star tattoos. Just stay away. Who has that? It's a movie. Call them out. With Vigo Mortensen. All right. How is the city? Is it is it festive right now, New York? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I went to a restaurant for lunch today, and it was really done up nice. You know, it was like garlands and Christmas trees and stuff like that. I thought it'd be Darius Garland was today. there. Yes, not. But it's funny, Darius Garland. So you do you do a basketball name? Why well, I thought of you is there's a basketball name too because it says up there steaks, chops, dry aged, Kobe. So the word Kobe is on the wall in front of me. I'm like, oh look at that! I should take a picture. A little Kobe. A little Kobe action, a little Andrew's favorite Kobe. I did not want a Kobe. The Kobe world needs a Kobe. Expensive. The world needs a Kobe. Well, you can be the next one. You know? I think there Just... are going to be. He he. In his short time, he inspired a lot of people. You know what? A lot of people don't realize. Like they know that he won. I think it was the Oscar or whatever the Grammy. I don't. I think it was Oscar, right? There's this amazing sh- uh, podcast that he released. It was called The Punies. It was such a cool, like Saturday morning cartoon podcast. If you guys ever have a chance, like you're doing a drive with your kids or even alone, it's it was it's called the Punies. Give it a listen. It was about teamwork, teaching teamwork to kids. You are the Kobe of podcasts. You know, I do I mean, love this. Come stuff. every day, every day, and job's not finished. Just do it again tomorrow. Job's never finished. You bring the Mamba mentality to the podcast world. We've been doing a little more business stuff in December, if we're being transparent with you guys. I'm really looking forward to kind of having that stuff solidified. So January, we could just go to shows, talk cards, go to shows, talk cards, that kind of stuff. Because the flow, like I do feel like I do like the momentum of just like talking cards. And this month has been business, business, business. So I, I, The more I think about it, the more I believe I will go to the East Coast National. And I may have to do some autograph stuff. When is time? In January. Before uh, the Dallas show? I think so. It may actually be the same weekend as the Dallas show. Um, but why is not only Polar Bear, Peter Alonso going to be there, but I was told George the Iceman Gervin going to be there. Might that have to guy. get that guy. Might have to get that guy. Might have to get a finger roll autograph from that dude. So anyway. January 14th. January 4th. Um, Penny's going to be there? Oh, no, it's an upcoming private signing. I don't know. He's got a anyway, Luca Nation will be back tomorrow. Um, the Collector Series. I don't know if people have been watching that, but DPZ. the feedback's been amazing. So He's killing it. Episode 1 was Cajun. Episode 2 was Basketball Card Guy. Episode 3 will be Chris Hodge. I think we have... So let, me, like an, let me say Hoge. 
Hoge, Chris Hoge. Um, <laughs> DPZ has done an amazing job with that. It's a collector series, and I think people appreciate it at a time like this, hearing the stories of how people collect and why they collect. Uh, it's it's evergreen content. So if you miss it today, you could go back and listen anytime you want. Any final thoughts before we wrap? No, loving the hobby, loving the awards, loving December. Guys, it's holiday time. You know, I will I'll say this. I reached out to somebody today because I wanted to grab a box and see if I could get it here before um, you know, the big holiday. And I thought maybe this guy might have a, a line on one because I know he opened a bunch of them. And he said, unfortunately, he's a degenerate and he doesn't have any left, but I'm packaging up some other <coughs> stuff that I have along the same lines, a promo pack, you know, a slab, the whole deal. Didn't ask for anything in return. And like an hour later had a package like shipped, you know, the tracking number and the whole nine yards, which is pretty awesome because I didn't ask for that. I was, you know, I really just looking for help for like, hey, you got a line on a distributor or somebody who might have this, this particular item that I can buy and try to rush ship it here. And he uh, instead is going to fill the void with, you know, something else. That's the kind of stuff that people don't talk about enough in the hobby. That's pretty awesome. So, Bro Namath, thank you for that, man. I that appreciate it. Yep. 95% good. That I'll stick to that percentage. I even will argue that it's even more. The, don't let the ugly diatribe crew, crew confuse you. When you get on Instagram, I just saw our team posted a video. Are you a genius or were you lucky? It's your favorite topic. about. Oh, like, yeah. Fun stuff. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now nah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.